This is a podcast from the Harvard John A. Paulson School of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Here at SEAS, we love science. We're a science school, but we get it. Science can be scary and intimidating. We think that because we don't understand the words being used, that we're not smart enough to understand it. Well, frankly, that's bull. Scientific language, like any other, can be translated. You just need a translator. Hi, I'm Leah Burrows, science communicator here at SEAS, and I'll be your translator. So each episode, I'm going to sit down with one of our researchers, and we're going to talk about a recent paper, and we're going to break down the most egregious perpetrator of jargon warfare in all of science, the title of a scientific paper. Because if you can understand the title of a paper, the whole thing stops being scary and starts being cool and exciting. All of the things we love about science. So let's give it a shot. And thanks for listening. I'm here with Mishu Dudutsa. Mishu is a shared graduate student between Robert Wood's Robotics Lab and David Clark's Material Science Lab here at SEAS. Mishu, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me. So you have a paper coming out in Advanced Materials, and the title of this paper is Multilayer Dielectric Elastomers for Fast Programmable Actuation Without Pre-Stretch. All right, so that's a mouthful, but essentially what we're talking about here are artificial muscles for soft robotics and smart materials, right? Definitely. We think this has the potential to be the holy grail of soft robotics. Right now, a lot of the soft robotic uh, actuators are pneumatic, which is useful, um, but it is limited by the fact that you need to deliver a liquid or compressed air instead of just applying voltage. So if we could use electrical power to get actuation, it would be a tremendous advantage for something like artificial muscles. Okay, so when faced with a big, scary title, it's probably best to start with the noun. What's an elastomer? All right, so elastomers are basically stretchable materials, and their advantages come from the fact that they are stretchable, compliant. Um, there's been a lot of tremendous work in our lab using soft pneumatic actuators as grippers to replace rigid grippers in collecting coral samples from uh, in, during deep sea explorations. Coral is very delicate and you, you need a system that is soft and adaptable and compliant. Our elastomers give us exactly that material advantage. I'm imagining in my head the gripper games where you try to pick up the toys from the machine, how much easier that would be if the gripper were able to stretch and adapt and, and move unlike those very rigid metallic exactly. ones. Exactly. And you can imagine it twisting around the option, the object it's trying to grip, uh, you know, getting under it, or maybe in our case, the material we're, we're using, it potentially could be made smart in a certain way so that it moves the object around before trying to grip it uh, through some complex motions. Those games would be so much better. Exactly. <laughs> so you've already used the word actuation a couple of times. So I, let's go ahead and define that. Because essentially when we say actuation, it's sort of the science word for movement, right? Exactly. It's the process of converting one form of energy, in our case electrical energy, into mechanical energy, giving us the ability to manipulate 
or the ability to create locomotion, so move the entire body of a robot, or act as a gripper and grip something and move towards it or bring it in or push it away. In the title, you say fast actuation too. Are we talking seconds, milliseconds? Now, we're working with acrylics, so we're not going to be in the millisecond range, but um, we wanted to show that there's a path towards faster actuation. You want to build an artificial muscle, you want to be as fast as the human muscle, ideally, uh, somewhere in the 1 to 10 hertz range. We explored the material that had been demonstrated before by Professor Pei at UCLA. That is kind of the slowest one. That has a response time of, say, 1 second, so 1 hertz. The other two materials that we explored and decided to, to pursue actually are faster. 10 hertz or 30 hertz cutoff frequency. So right there you have a you know, significant improvement in response speed, which has a large impact on increasing the power density of the device. And that could mean it, make it more useful for something like locomotion, where you need to be twitching fast or crawling as fast as you can. Okay, let's move on to the adjectives that describe that elastomer. What do you mean by dielectric multi-layer? So a dielectric means it has certain electrical properties. What it really means is you have this elastomer layer, and when you apply a voltage to either side of it, the two sides will attract. And because the material is a soft, compliant elastomer, it will deform. And multi-layer means instead of just making one of these layers which has certain limitations, you stack them up. You continue building one on top of the other on top of the other. And the reason you want to do this is these materials usually require high voltage to actuate, to give you mechanical energy. And that's directly dependent on the thickness of the layer. So you want to make your dielectric elastomer as thin as possible, but really thin films are really flimsy. They fall apart. They're not easy to work with. And it can't really produce a lot of force either. So you want to make a multi-layer that's thicker, more robust, and can actually provide meaningful forces. All right, let's go to pre-stretch. Generally, these elastomers don't have a lot of range of motion unless you apply this pre-stretch, which is just what it sounds like. You take the sheet of elastomer, you stretch it a certain degree, you put a rigid frame on it, and you're, you're good to go. And having rigid components would defeat the purpose of a soft actuator. Exactly. Having rigid components kind of defeats the, a lot of the advantages of your soft actuator. So the composition developed at UCLA that we build upon has a similar stress-strain relationship that you're looking for when you, when you pre-stretch the material. So once you have that, you don't really need to go through the steps of pre-stretching and adding a frame. You make one of these sheets, you put electrodes on either side, you apply a voltage and you're good to go. Okay, last word. What do we mean by programmable? What it boils down to is you have this square object that can bend any one of its corners and you have access to all these motions by simply deciding which side to power. So you're controlling voltage. You're, you don't need to modify anything in your in your final device. You just push a button and you get one motion versus push a different button and you get a different motion. Okay, so if you were going to rename this title using language that most people can understand, how would you rename it? I would rename it um, the the fact that they're electrically powered is what should go first. So they're 
electrically powered artificial muscles that are easier to make and have a broader range of motion. I think that's a paper most people could read. Mishu, thank you so much for joining me and taking the time to explain the title of your paper. Thank you. This was a great opportunity. This has been a podcast from the Harvard John A. Paulson School of Engineering and Applied Sciences.